fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity, Katara. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. I'm Son Edom, and on the show, we're going to talk about something here tonight that I think a lot of us kind of struggle with, and that is fear. Fear driving us in our actions, fear driving us in our beliefs, fear driving us in maybe some of the things that we do in life. You know, we take a look at fear. There's different kinds of fears. There's a fear of failure, maybe fear of success. Maybe we have commitment issues. We're afraid to commit to a relationship, to a situation, maybe a charitable event. Maybe um, we're going through a struggle in a support group like AA, for example. We have a hard time committing to those type of things. We fear what's going to happen if we do commit. We have a fear of being alone. How many country western songs out there talk about the fear of being alone? Maybe we fear change. We like our comfort zone, you know. We like everything just right, and, and it's all nice and comfortable, and we're content, maybe not completely happy, but uh, we are content where we are in life. Maybe we're not reaching our goals or our potential, but we're okay. Maybe we are afraid or fear the dark. Just lights out and all of a sudden we get scared. I know one of the biggest phobias is the fear of public speaking. Getting up in a room full of people and having to speak to somebody or speak to a group or talk to people. I remember in high school, that's one of the biggest things that a lot of students had trouble with was speaking in public, whether it would be a, a speech for maybe you're running for office and you have to get up in front of the class or maybe in front of the student body. Maybe we fear things like the dentist, the dentist drill. If you're like me, you don't like that dentist drill very much. Me and the dentist drill are at odds. Or maybe we fear the afterlife. You know, fear death. We're afraid what's going to happen. We're afraid of death because maybe we don't know what's going to happen on the other side. And then there are the simpler things. Maybe not so simple, but not as complex, like fear of spiders. I posted on social media, what are you afraid of? And spiders was the number one answer. It's like family feud. Spiders, what are you afraid of? Phobias spiders and then i looked up some other things uh, a couple other results was uh love somebody had a phobia or fear of love falling in love commitment right and then another one had something to do with uh, poverty like being broke not having enough money to uh, support yourself you know that's a fear we're afraid that maybe we're going to not have a house to live in or or a place to live or food to eat you know that's a big fear but after spiders, I looked up some things, and here were some other phobias that people suffered from. Fear of snakes. That's understandable. A fear of heights. 
Do you have a fear of germs? You're germophobic and you're afraid of germs. How much uh, hand sanitizer have you used since the pandemic started? Gallons and gallons. In fact, during the pandemic, the one thing that a lot of people would purchase besides the toilet paper and stuff was hand sanitizer. You have to make sure our hands are clean because we don't want to get the germs inside of us because then we get sick, right? A fear of flying, getting on a plane. A lot of people have a hard time getting on a plane. I did a little bit of research, and and flying is one of the safest modes of transportation out there, but yet we have a fear of flying. I have to admit that it gets a little anxious at times when you take off and you land. But again, there's that fear of flying. Claustrophobia. A fear of being in tight, small spaces. We also, uh, I found out there was a phobia for open spaces, the opposite of claustrophobia. Open spaces, wide open spaces. Apparently, people have a, a phobia of being in a wide open space. I think that, to me, would be the most comfortable space to be in. Uh, there is a fear of thunder and lightning. Didn't know that, but I can understand why. A fear of holes, like holes in the ground not holes in the house. And then this one I thought was interesting was fear of dogs. There are a lot of people that apparently have a fear of dogs. And so as we look at things, those are some things that we're just generally afraid of in life. But what is it that keeps us from achieving our best us, keeps you from achieving your best you, taking your passion and making it happen. As the opening dialogue uh, uh, audio bite said, you know, fear is a choice. It's a part of the imagination. It may not even exist. And then there's a difference between obviously danger and fear. You're in danger for your life because you're in a wide open space and a twister or tornado is coming. That's danger and that might be fearful. But otherwise you're just in an open field And you're afraid. You're afraid of what? Is it your imagination? I mean, I think back to uh, the process of fear growing up, the process of being fearful as a kid. And the first thing that came to mind was the dark, being afraid of the dark. You know, the monster under the bed or the monster in the closet or maybe the doll that sits in the rocking chair. It's kind of like the evolution of fears over the course of a lifetime. So we start off being afraid of the dark afraid of going down a dark alley. We don't know what's down there. Something dangerous could be down there. Something bad could happen. Then as we get a little bit older, the next thing we kind of become afraid of is rejection, a fear of rejection. It's time to go to school. I'm afraid that I'm not going to meet anybody. I'm not going to have any friends. No friends at school, no friends in the club that I'm a part of, no friends at a church or no friends just in the neighborhood because I moved into a new place. And then as we get older, maybe dating. We're fear of rejection, so we don't ask the person out. How often is it that you see in real life and on TV and stuff where a person likes another person, but they don't want them to know? Why is that? Because they're afraid of rejection? And what about the fear of experiences? You know, we start a new school. We go from elementary school to middle school, middle school to high school, then maybe on to college. And so we're afraid of those new experiences. We're afraid, like I mentioned, of public speaking. At some point, we have to get up in front of the class and do a presentation. 
I remember the first time I had to do something in front of the class. We had a music class, and the music teacher made us get in front of the entire class and sing a song. It was like karaoke. And everybody was afraid, but we all had to do it. And the, the, the point of it, I found out later, was that, and I think I was in third grade, and I don't know why I found this out later, but the point was to get us in front of people because if you're going to be a performer, the first thing you have to do is overcome performance anxiety. If you ever watch the movie Coyote Ugly, the whole premise of that is fearful of performing in front of people. And then there's things like roller coasters. You know, oftentimes we are now old enough to go to a, an amusement park with our friends. I remember when we would go, we would go to either Magic Mountain or Knott's Berry Farm and, and the roller coasters. I think at Knott's Berry Farm, it was uh, Montezuma's Revenge. And basically, they shot you out of the gate and they put you into a big loop and you would go up and then you'd come back and you'd loop back around. And there's that height sign where you have to be a certain height, right? And so uh, there are those that would kind of stand on their tippy toes to try to reach that height because they just weren't quite tall enough to get on the ride, but they wanted to go. They had that spirit to get on there. And then there were those that were maybe of height, but they would shrink a little to try to get that, oh, I'm not tall enough to get on because they were really kind of afraid to get on there. And then as we get going in life, we get out of our comfort zone. There's that fear of getting out of our comfort zone. In my adult life, I've known many people that were afraid to get a promotion or they were afraid to get a new job or take on some new um, responsibilities at work because they liked that box they lived in. It was comfortable. It was nice. They didn't have to worry about anything. And so that's what they enjoyed. But yet, we don't know what the new responsibility might bring. We don't know what the promotion might bring, but we're comfortable in our box. And then as we get a little bit older in life, maybe midlife, we start to worry about job loss, job security. You know, retirement's around the corner. I can't lose my job. I need my benefits. And so now I'm starting to be concerned about, you know, how's the economy? How are things with the corporation or the company I'm at? Am I going to be okay? And then maybe we start to become afraid of being lonely. Maybe we haven't met that special someone yet, so we're by ourselves, and now we're getting older, so it's harder maybe to meet people. We don't want to put ourselves out there. Or maybe we're afraid that... um our kids are going to go off and, and be on their own and forget about us. Or maybe we're afraid that our spouse might unfortunately pass away before us, leaving us alone. So, yeah, there's that fear of being alone. And then the future, as we continue to grow and get older and move on in life, we're afraid of what the future is going to hold. And then we start to think back on life. Did I waste my life? Did I do everything like I wanted to? Did I reach my goals? Did I chase life to the fullest? Or did I have any regrets over the choices that I made? And then finally, we approach death. And now we're afraid of dying. We're afraid of the afterlife, the uncertainty. And as we go through the night, a lot of the things that we talk about here tonight are going to be about the mind, our mindset. If you were with us last week, we talked about, you know, the championship mindset, being the lion in the jungle, the king of the jungle, making sure that you know we're getting out there and putting the work in to make ourselves better, getting us in a position so that we can have success and enjoy success when the opportunity comes. But on the flip side, I think a lot of us sit kind of on the fearful side. We don't have that get up and go in us. We're, we're afraid that something's not going to work out. And so I'm not talking about your phobia of spiders. 
or your fear of heights, although I do have a story to share about heights, or your fear of flying or germs or being afraid of being in a wide open space as the Dixie Chicks would sing, or a fear, a fear of dogs. But what I'm talking about tonight is our fear of allowing ourselves to be the best us, chasing our dreams, going after the thing in life that we want the most, whether it be a job, whether it be a career, whether it be a relationship, whether it be something out there that we want. What is it that's keeping us from taking our passion and making it happen, keeping us from letting ourselves be great? And so I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is a fearful mind. It's that fear of failure, as Steve Harvey says here. Here's the deal. Everybody experiences fear on some level. I face fear. I face uncertainty. I face moments where I'm not sure. Look, it happens to everybody. Will Smith said the best things in life are on the other side of fear. Fear is the biggest cause of failure in this country. It's the fear of failure that causes most people to never even begin the journey. Fear freezes people, it really does, before they even start. Here's the way you counter fear. You counter fear with the size of your dream. You have to dream so big, you have to want something so incredible, the size of your dream becomes bigger than all of your fear. Steve Harvey, they're talking about the size of your dream being bigger than your fear. It's a fear of failure. That's what it comes down to. Are we going to fail at what we do? Are we going to dream of opening a business? Maybe it's a cookie baking business, cupcake baking business. Maybe it's something online. Maybe it's Sensi, or maybe it's an actual storefront. And so we want to do it, but we're afraid that it's going to fail. We're going to lose our savings. And those are legitimate concerns. But are our dreams big enough to overcome those fears and go after it? One of the biggest things I find out uh, or I hear from people as they get older in life is regret. Do you have any regrets over the things that you've done or maybe that you didn't do? And so you have this idea, this dream that you want to chase, but you're afraid and you never do it. Are you, are you going to regret not doing it? I remember when I went to uh, Iowa for the first time for my radio job, and I left L.A. and went to Iowa, and I had to try it. That was the only radio job that I was able to find outside of college, and I had to do it because I did not want the regret of, oh, I wonder what would have happened. But no, I chased it regardless of whether or not I was going to succeed or fail. Now, my mindset was success. Failure was not an option for me. That's just in me. But I had to try it, and it was scary. Traveling, what, 2,000 miles away from home for the first time, being on my own, having to figure everything out, nobody around. Uh, I did have the benefit of a, of a couple of cool coworkers. In fact, all three of my coworkers at the time were really cool, plus some other station personnel, and the community was really nice and supporting. And so, yeah, I was able to find myself in a good situation 2,000 miles from home, but I had to figure out everything, every life decision that I made while I was away was solely on me. And that can be scary. I didn't have the go away to college experience like a lot of people did. I stayed here at home and went to college at Cal State LA. So it was a commuter situation. And so I know for a lot of people going off to college, you get that same type of thing. 
You have to make decisions for yourself. You have to decide what you're going to do, and it's all on you. But this, for me, was real world. If I got fired, if I lost my job, what was I going to do? Pack up and come home. Plus then, at the time, the money wasn't great. Money in radio was never great, at least in small markets. And so I had to budget, had to figure that out. I had to make sure that I was doing the right thing so that I had enough income coming in, picking up extra work on the weekends or doing remotes and things like that. So I did what was necessary to make sure that failure wasn't an offer, uh, an option. But yeah, there were times in the back of my mind as I was getting ready to go, I was thinking, wow, this could go either way. I better make sure that it goes the right way. And fortunately for me, I was able to succeed. You know, the other thing too that people have an anxiety over is the buildup, the buildup to an event, a buildup to whatever it is that we're going to do. So let's say we have this business plan. Well, let's say we have this dream that we want to chase. And now all of a sudden the anxiety starts to build and we start to second guess. And we start to wonder, is this the right thing to do? I was listening to a clip by Will Smith and I found it very interesting because he talks about the point of maximum danger is when you have a minimum of fear. And he asked the question, why are we scared? Why were we scared leading up to an event? And so in this clip, it's a shorter version of his uh, speech that he was giving. But in the clip, he's talking about an experience when he decided or someone talked him into uh, jumping out of a plane, skydiving. And he was talking about the anxiety leading up to the event and then what ultimately happened at the event and his experience and what he learned from it. And so here's Will Smith talking about maximum danger and minimum fear. And you fall out of the airplane and in one second, you realize that it's the most blissful experience of your life. You're flying. There's zero fear. You realize that the point of maximum danger is the point of minimum fear. It's bliss. It's bliss. The the lesson for me was, why were you scared in your bed the night before? Why did you, what do you need that fear for? Just don't go. Why are you scared in your bed 16 hours before you jump? Why are you scared in the car? Why could you not enjoy breakfast? What, 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 what did you need that the fear is fear of what you're nowhere even near the airplane everything up to the stepping out there's actually no reason to be scared it only just ruins your day you're, you don't have to jump and then in that moment all of a sudden where you should be terrified is the most blissful experience of your life and God placed the best things in life on the other side of terror. On the other side of your maximum fear are all of the best things in life. The best things in life are on the opposite side of your fear. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, failure. You're one failure away from success. You keep going, you keep going because you have that bliss once you get there. Your success is just one step away. And he talks about the point of maximum danger at that point. So up to the point of jumping out of the plane, he's saying to himself, why am I afraid? Why am I scared? Why do I have this anxiety? There's nothing to be afraid about. Just don't do it. Don't make the trip. Don't jump out of the plane. End it. But then once you do, and I've never jumped out of a plane, but I've had many people tell me the experience. Once you jump out of that plane, it's something like you've never felt before. It's a euphoria, the adrenaline rush. Everything is just something that is practically undescribable. Like he said, it's bliss. 
And so if we have the, the dream in us to dream big, to overcome that fear, to push back, then we can achieve that bliss. We can go after it. A lot of times, maybe it takes us to uh, push ourselves, to push back on, on that fearful mind. Push back on those thoughts that come in and creep in and give us doubt. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'm not someone that is uh, able to, to do this. There's somebody else better. I mean, in the radio business, I remember when I got to Iowa, there were other people that had uh, I was working with that had experience already. You know, I was the new kid, first time in, uh, in radio, first time on the air as far as a real job goes. Now, I prepared myself as much as I can. Back in the old Radio Shack days, I got myself some gear and sat up in my room and would pretend like I'm doing radio shows so that I'd be prepared for that opportunity when it came. Because that's what I always say. If you had the opportunity to be to uh, have your dream job, well, are you prepared for it? Are you ready for that audition, for that interview? And so I knew I was prepared, but I still needed you know the experience because the more you do something, the better you're going to get if you do it right. And so I knew I was prepared to do it, but I didn't have the experience, the real world experience, so to speak, to 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 maybe uh, match up to what the listeners might be used to when it comes to what's already on the air. And again, you never want to compare yourself to other people. And so uh, I went out there and I did it. And I put my best foot forward and what I struggled with, I would go back and listen to myself and see how I can improve. Went, went, what uh, went, went good. What went good on the air, I went back and listened to to see how I can make it better, always improving myself. But I made sure that the the fear of getting out there, any fear or doubt that crept in, like, are these guys actually better than me? And once I realized that, not in a uh, condescending way, but no, they're not really any better than me, or I have just as much potential to be as good, if not better than them. Then my mindset completely changed. And then when I went to Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, I was the same thing. I was like, okay, these people have been here, but I've got experience from Iowa. And then I would listen to people and think how, how they would portray, like the listener would portray the competition. Oh, they're very good at what they do. Okay, I can be better than that. And I'd go after it. And I'd set myself up to get better than that. So that my goal wasn't to be immediately the best or better than my competition. But over the course of the body of work that I did over a number of years, yeah, people then started to think that I was pretty good. And that was the point, was to get better. Not let the fear and the doubt of somebody else, oh, they're just better than me and that's how it's going to be and so I'm just going to settle for second best. No, go after it. Be the best that you can be. Take your passion. Make it happen. Let yourself be great. You know, the definition of fear, according to the dictionary, is an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. And anticipation is the big thing that comes to mind when you think about fear. You're anticipating something that may not be there. You're anticipating something that is negative. I don't want to jump out of a plane because I might go splat. Perfectly rational. I get it. I've never jumped out of a plane. Don't know I will. But yet, according to Will Smith, it's bliss. Also, according to uh, the dictionary, fear is, well, I guess it's not the dictionary, but it's a subnote. If you know when you internet search things, they give you subnotes. But it was basically the idea that, you know, we anticipate something and we anticipate it to go wrong. So we become fearful. So we get those strong emotions because we anticipate something going wrong. 
That's our mindset. Instead of anticipating and preparing ourselves for something to go right. It seems like we often in society become negative. We're like negative Nellies. We always focus on the negative. If I ask that person out or tell them I like them, they might not like me back and I get rejected. Bummer. Boo-hoo. Okay, that's totally legit. But but what if you say, I'm going to ask her out because she might say yes. And this might be for eternity or happily ever after. I'm going to take that promotion because you know what? I don't really know what to expect, but I know I can do greater than what I am right now. I'm going to change jobs and do something that I want to pursue. I'm going to drop out of what I'm doing right now because this is something that others expected me to do and I'm going to chase my dream. I don't care if I'm 60. I don't care if I'm 65. We talked about it, I think, last week and I believe I've got a clip coming up here of Denzel Washington. He talks about how uh, Colonel Sanders... KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, was 65 years old, had a recipe for chicken, and I think like a hundred and some bucks in in money in his pocket, social security check or something. And he was rejected a thousand times at different restaurants before one franchisee bought into his idea. And now, according to some reports, KFC sells the most chicken. 65 years old, he had a dream. And he found one after a thousand plus rejections out of a thousand plus failures. He found one. What if he stopped right before that one? We would not have KFC today. But because he pursued his dream and went after it. And so what we have to do is we have to overcome this fearful mind. And here's the fearful mind that we have to overcome. We have to push back. What happens in the fearful mind, it starts asking this question, what if? What if this terrible thing happens? What if this terrible thing happens? What if this terrible thing happens? And we generate and we stew within our gut these acids and these fears that literally trick our mind into thinking we can't change. The reason people get stuck sometimes is they're unwilling to push their fears through their discomforts. And the reason it is because they got disappointed, they got hurt, there's an emotional stuck there. And you, all you can do is you just gotta go, I gotta push into those things. Okay, I'm scared of it, but I'm gonna lean into it, I'm gonna push into it, I'm just gonna keep going until I break through. Don't avoid the fear, don't avoid the anxiety, don't avoid the trouble. They're always gonna be there. They're not gonna go away. They're always going to be there. The question is, are they in control? The question is, are they at the wheel? Are you at the wheel? Are they captaining your ship or you're the captain? Are you playing victim or are you playing victor into those things? That's the question. Apply that. Push again. Find something you're excited to push against. If you're stuck because of your fears, you need to give yourself permission to push into it and to say, I'm going to get in the ring again. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm probably getting punched around a little bit by life because I've been on my ass for a little while. But I'm going to get in there. I'm going to learn to take the swings. I'm going to learn how to fight. I'm going to get back into this thing. And I'll stay in it. I'll get over it. You need to push. Push back. Push back against whatever it is that is forcing you into that negative, into that failure. Who's driving you? What is driving you? 
Is your fear of failure driving you? Is your fear of commitment? Is it that negative thought process? What if we changed our mindset from a fearful mindset to that of a lion, the king of the jungle, and we go after it, whatever it is our dream is, whatever our goal is, whatever it is that is keeping us from being our best us, being the best you, what if we attack it like a lion? Remember the lion, according to Ray Lewis in his uh, comments last week, it's not the biggest in the jungle, it's the elephant, not the fastest, that was the cheetah, a pack of hyenas outnumbers a lion, but the lion mentality, the lion mindset is I'm king of the jungle and I'm going to take down this pack. I'm going to take down whatever is coming after me. I'm going to take down the naysayers. I'm going to take down the people that say I can't do it. I'm going to take down myself because I'm keeping me from being the best me possible. I'm keeping me from who I should be. I believe in myself. That was the one thing in radio that I had to become was my own best cheerleader, actually. I knew I could do it. I knew I wanted to do it. And I had to get rid of all the limitations and I had to get rid of everything that would keep me from becoming what I wanted to be and chase my dreams. Now, oftentimes failure is a part of that. And it's good. We learn from failure. We learn how not to do things from failure. But we can't let failure stop us. We have to keep going. And so we change our mindset from a fearful mindset to the mindset of a champion. And that pushes us. We push back on that negativity. Someone comes up to us and says, we can't do that. Our thoughts, no, I can do it. I want to do it. I'm going to be that Colonel Sanders. I'm going to be that baseball player that strikes out three, four times more than the amount of home runs I hit. But people are going to remember me for the home runs I hit, not the strikeouts. I'm going to be that Michael Jordan, that Kobe Bryant, that great athlete that wants the ball at the when the game is on the line, at the buzzer, because I'm going to make that buzzer beater. I'm not going to be the one to pass off and give it to somebody else. I was watching Moneyball, a movie about the Oakland A's and uh, Billy Bean, who was the general manager, and how he puts together this baseball team that goes on to have great success, but they do it with very little money compared to some of the other teams like the Yankees and the um, Dodgers and the, the Red Sox. And so they had to get players to fit this formula and this mentality of how they were going to have this winning team without paying a lot of money to players. And so one of the characters, Scott Hadiberg, uh, who is a real player, the real guy behind the story, he gets uh, moved from catcher to first base. And there's a scene in there where one of his teammates asks him about the, the adjustment to first base. How's it going? And his response was, uh, it's going good, getting used to it. And then the question is, what's your biggest fear? And Scott Hadeberg responds in the movie, the ball being hit to me. And so there's a chuckle, and the other guy's like, no, seriously, what's your biggest fear? He's like, the ball being hit to me. So here's Scott Hadeberg, who is a major league ball player, catcher, now first base, and his fear is the ball is going to be hit to him because he's afraid that he's going to mess up. He's going to commit an error. He's going to do something wrong, embarrass himself, hurt the team, make, make them lose maybe. And so those are things that we have to push back on. And then as the movie goes, uh, we see the team have a lot of success. And in the end, he becomes a hero. Um, and it's a good movie. A lot of life lessons can be learned from there, from that movie, watching it. But it's that mindset, changing that mindset from a fearful mindset. And we push back. We push back against the things that tell us that we can't do that. Who's in control? Who's driving you? Is it your fear of failure? Is it your fear of commitment? Is it your fear of being lonely? Is it your fear of anything, fear of change? Nobody likes change. Change is inevitable. The only thing that's guaranteed in life are uh, change, taxes, 
and death. That's the only thing that is going to be inevitable. How are you going to adjust to change? Hugh Jackman, you guys might know him as the um, actor. He's been in several things. The Greatest Showman was one that I know was widely popular that a lot of people liked. And it was him showcasing his singing abilities, his talents. Also, he's a Wolverine, X-Men. And he's been in another uh, number of other things, The Prestige. Great movie if you want to see a good movie. Also stars uh, that Bale character, the Batman. I forget his first name off the top of my head. But here's Hugh Jackman. He was doing an interview, and they were asking him about what keeps him from accomplishing his dreams and accomplishing, like, what, what, what was the one obstacle, I guess you could say, that was going to keep him or he thought would keep him from achieving his goals and dreams as he was uh, growing up? I hate it when sometimes the fear gets in the way. I hate that feeling of fear. I hate being afraid. I was a very fearful kid. I was afraid of the dark. I was afraid of heights. I froze rock climbing, you know, and my friends went, I hated that idea. And I made myself get over those fears. Right? And now I'm no longer. But if anything comes up to me, and I know you relate to this, if I feel frightened of it, I have to attack it. I have to go in. Because I'm terrified that it will creep into other areas of my life and just start to take over. So you cannot get rid of those nerves or the you can't get rid of them and they appear for a reason because maybe you need to do more work maybe you're not ready that fear drives you without that fear you would not be here today fear has a reason but are you pushing back against it are you fighting it are you not letting it control you he talks about fear of the dark fear of heights as a kid but when he's afraid of something, he goes after it. He attacks it so that he no longer becomes afraid of it. And that's what we need to do. We need to go after it and make sure that we aren't allowing fear to drive us, to control us from achieving our dreams, our goals. We have to go after it and make sure that we're the one driving. We're the one that's taking fear and using it and taking it from a disadvantage and using it as an advantage in our lives. We learn from it. We can grow from it. We can make it adapt to us. So that way then we have control over it. Because the other thing too is, you know, fear is natural. I mean, you think about it. Think of all the uh, the ball players. You know, there's uh, a big game and the nerves. How many times you hear an announcer talk about the team being nervous and maybe they're cold shooting on the basketball court, can't make a basket because the nerves. Or maybe the quarterback, we've got a, a Super Bowl coming up. The quarterback is making some bad passes because the adrenaline, the nerves have him amped up and he can't, can't quite have that elegant touch that he needs. So maybe it's something temporary. You know, maybe it's a, a date when they, we're nervous about a date. And so we fumble through dinner and we think it went horrible. Or job interview. How many times have you been on a job interview and you thought it went horrible? but it wasn't as bad as you thought. We anticipate the negative. We anticipate the bad. Real quick, when I was doing my uh, master's in English, 
one of the things I came across was Anne Radcliffe. Anne Radcliffe was, a, was an author of Gothic novels. And she wrote something, it was called On the Supernatural in Poetry. And it talks about the difference between horror versus terror. She writes, terror and horror are so far from opposite. The first expands the soul and awakens the facilities to a high degree of life. The other contracts and freezes, nearly annihilates them. And what she's talking about is the known versus the unknown. Terror is that feeling that something bad will happen, the unknown. We don't know what it is, but it's something bad going to happen. It's the monster under the bed. We don't know what the monster looks like, but the monster's under the bed. And just a FYI, if you have a, a young one as afraid of the monster under the bed, just put the mattress on the floor. Monster goes away. No under the bed. We take away that fear. But when we have that, that feeling that something bad will happen, that terrorizes us, keeps us up at night, like Will Smith was talking about. We don't know what's going to happen if we jump out of a plane. We're going to go splat. That terrorizes me. Night sweats, anxiety. I can't eat breakfast. I can't enjoy the car ride because something bad's going to happen. And then the horror of it is the shock and the emotion of when that bad thing does happen. But it's not, it's, there's no correlation. Because terror exists, horror does not have to happen. I'm afraid of jumping out of a plane, so I can't sleep at night. I can't eat. Night sweats, anxiety. My stomach's in knots. I jump out of a plane. It was blissful. I'm flying. Maximum danger, minimum fear. It was great. The horror did not happen. Oftentimes, we are terrorized by ourselves, our thoughts, our negativity, our failure, or perceived failure. But the horror of it never materializes. There's a monster under the bed. What does it look like? I'm afraid of it. Whatever's going to happen, something bad is going to happen, and I'm afraid. And it's affecting me to the negative. And then the horror is the monster is revealed in all its glory. But the terror does not have to equal horror. We can be afraid of that job interview. We can be afraid of that relationship. We can be afraid of whatever it is, that goal that we want to go after. We can be afraid of failure. We can be terrorized by failure. Try doing a podcast with everything that goes on with that. Yeah, there's a lot that could go wrong. But then the juice is worth the squeeze. The horror isn't there. We realize that the business is a success. The relationship is a success. My dream is a success. I learned to play the guitar. And now I can play the guitar, the piano, whatever it is. I can speak a new language. I can... Speak in public. I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm not afraid of heights anymore. We can make sure that the horror doesn't happen. And a lot of it comes down to our mindset. If you'd like to be a part of the conversation, go ahead and uh, give me a call. 626-676-8972. We'll see if we can't get the the phones working. 626-676-8972. Let me know what you're, you're fearful of. Did you overcome fear? Did you allow fear to get in the way of your dreams? Were we able to push back on it and accomplish those things? Maybe it's the littlest of things. Maybe it's not something big. Maybe it was a little thing. Tony Hawk, he's the um, skateboard guru, the famous skateboard guy. And he was talking about how he or what he thinks his problem is when it comes to fear, how he approaches it. And this is what he had to say. For me, it's about approaching things with confidence. If, if I'm going to set out to do something, I've already convinced myself that I can do it, that it is possible. 
if you're convinced that you're going to fail or fall or get hurt, that will come to fruition because that's what you're visualizing. I never vision, you know, I was willing to get hurt along the way, but I didn't visualize myself running along the way. Um, and I think that's what, that's what stops a lot of people and that's really what separates a lot of people from, from being world champions or from being as good as they can because they stop at some point saying, oh no, I, I am not capable of this or I'll probably get hurt doing this. And if you approach anything with that hesitation, you're going to fail. Um, I always approached it like, this is going to work. I'm going to figure this out. Um, even if it takes me hundreds of attempts. I like that clip because you hear a lot of failure in the background. The skateboard, the thud, the skateboard running off. I don't know if you've ever ridden a skateboard, but when you fall and you hit that thud, the skateboard then goes flying. You have to chase it down. The walk of shame. But he's talking about confidence, approaching something in confidence. Visualizing instead of failure, what if we visualize success? What if we visualize ourselves being successful? Instead of being convinced that we're going to fall when we get on that skateboard, what if we convince ourselves that we're going to succeed? We look at the positive. Everything tonight from the people that we're hearing from, all the stuff is our mindset. It all comes down to the mindset that we have. Sure, we got to put in the work. We've got to have the talent. We got to have the experience, the knowledge, and all that. There's a lot of tangibles that come with it, but a lot of it is mindset. We can't even get up off the couch because we're fearful. I know some people haven't left their house since the beginning of the pandemic, and it's also been a year. It's almost been a year because they've been so fearful. I understand it, but are you going to let fear drive you, or are you going to take responsible? safeguards and still enjoy life are you going to invest but invest cautiously are you going to open your business chase your dream but do it with the right business plan are you going to start something that you've always wanted to do maybe it's just a painting you want to be an artist you're going to paint paint as a hobby are you just going to splash some paint on that canvas helter skelter style you're going to have a plan you're going to practice some brush strokes have a plan. Instead of realizing or visualizing or expecting failure, expect something good. Have reasonable expectations. Maybe at first you're going to be like, my paintings are going to be bad, but you know what? Eventually they'll get better. Maybe my singing, karaoke. You want to get up and try karaoke, but you're afraid what everyone's going to say. If you ever want to sing or you ever want to do something fun that's kind of out of your comfort zone, karaoke because that's the point you could get up there and say crowd i'm sorry this is going to be the worst your ears are going to bleed and they'll love it because no one's there to hear the perfect singer they want to hear you sing they're there to be a part of you singing and experience it might be horrible and there's been some horrible people that have sung karaoke but you know what? nobody cares it's all about the fun the experience the environment and a lot of people have gone on to do it and they do it again they do it again they do it again I remember a student one time was in my radio class and had a phobia of talking on the mic, which is kind of ironic. But I told her, I said, just go in there and do your two-minute, three-minute project. It was to talk about something of her choice for like two, three minutes. And she was in there, maybe it was five minutes, and she was in there with a couple other people too. So they're basically just having a conversation. And when she got done, when she was in there, this is what I told the rest of the class. When she was in there doing it, I said, watch, she's going to come out here, and she's going to say she loved it, and she wants to do it as much as she can. When it was over, she came out and she said, 
I loved it. I want to do it as much as I can. Because I knew. I knew it was in her that that's what she wanted to do. But it was the fear of whatever, the fear of the microphone, the fear of what other people would think, what the students would think. It was the fear that was keeping her from wanting to do it. And once she did it and knew she could do it, she wanted to do it more and more and more. And that's often times the case. We're afraid to do something. But then we realize, you know what? We can do this. I can do this. I want to do it again, again, again. You find something you enjoy doing. You realize you can do it. You've always wanted to do it. You're chasing your dream. And then what? You're doing it some more. You're doing it some more. You're putting your time in. You work nine to five at a a job that you have to do. But then you open your own business or you start doing something or you get a job that you want to do, a career that you want to do. Next thing you know, that nine to five isn't so mundane. Waking up in the morning isn't such a, a drag. All of a sudden, you're excited to get up. You can't wait for the next day. You're putting in extra hours because you enjoy what you're doing. 626-676-8972 if you want to join the conversation. 626-676-8972. Maybe you're fear to call. Maybe you're fear of uh, what you might say, how you might sound on the World Wide Web, around the world. Someone in China might hear you. Someone in South Africa. Maybe Norway. Maybe Jerusalem. You're afraid what they're going to think of you. Don't have the failure. Feel free to call if you want. But that's the whole point what we're talking about here. Is Tony Hawk talking about the confidence, the attitude, the vision. Is your vision going to be that of failure or your vision going to be success? If your vision is of success, you have a chance. If your vision is of failure, you don't stand a chance. Here's that cut that I was talking about earlier with uh, Denzel Washington. He was at the University of Pennsylvania uh, commencement speech. And he has uh, a definite uh, message here that he wanted to get across because he points it out. And I'll play the clip and then I'll uh, see if you can pick up on it. You will fail at some point in your life. Accept it. You will lose. You will embarrass yourself. You will suck at something. There's no doubt about it. I was a 1.8 GPA one semester. And the university very politely suggested that it might be better to take some time off. I was 20 years old. I was at my lowest point. But here's the thing. I didn't quit. I didn't fall back. But I continued to fail and fail and fail. But it didn't matter because you know what? There's an old saying. You hang around the barbershop long enough, sooner or later you're going to get a haircut. So you will catch a break. And I did catch a break. Last year, I did a play called Fences on Broadway. It was at the same theater that I failed that first audition 30 years prior. Thomas Edison conducted 1,000 failed experiments. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Because the 1,001st was the light bulb. Fall forward. Sometimes it's the best way to figure out where you're going. Never be discouraged. Never hold back. Give everything you got. And when you fall throughout life, Remember this, fall forward. You will fail. You will suck. Denzel Washington, you know him, recognize the name. But if you fall, fall forward. There's a, uh, another part of that speech where he talks about falling backwards. He says fall forward because you know where you're falling. When you fall backwards, you don't know how you're going to land. Fall forward. A thousand failures 
we have the light bulb. How many times do you think the Wright brothers failed? We have airplanes. Many other inventions that failed. And look where we are today. Fall forward. Don't let it control you. Push back on that fear. Take control. It's all about the mindset. I like uh, Kobe Bryant, obviously. Uh, just recently we celebrated, or I guess, uh, I don't know if you celebrate, but we celebrated his life and the passing of him and his daughter and several others in that uh, helicopter crash not too long ago in January. Um, and I was... I was going back and listening to a lot of the things he had to say because oftentimes we think of him as the basketball player, but we don't realize that after basketball, he started to get into storytelling. And so he has a lot to say on life outside of basketball. And so a lot of people start asking him about his, you know, what became the Mamba mentality. And, not, and not, a lot of it has nothing to really do with basketball, though the, the Mamba mentality and his mindset obviously was with basketball, and he applied it to basketball, but he applies it to a lot of things. But here's something what he said that was the lesson that he cherished the most. The lesson I cherish the most is how important it is to love what you do. If you love what you do and it's making you happy, all the hard work and perseverance will pay off. When you know you're truly giving it your all, there's no greater fling in the world. I once had a guidance counselor tell me that I shouldn't play basketball, uh, that it would never amount to anything for me. Uh, And you know what? Much to your surprise, I took that counselor's advice. I took it, and I used it to be the best basketball player I could be. His negativity towards me made me stronger. You can't stop people from trying to limit your dreams, but you can stop it from becoming a reality. Your dreams are up to you. I encourage you to always be curious, always seek out things you love, and always work hard once you find it. He took a, a negative, a disadvantage in someone else's eyes. You can't play basketball. And he made it an advantage, motivation to prove him wrong. And so as you are looking to overcome fear, the first thing you want to do is identify it. What is it that you're afraid of? The relationship, the commitment, the change? What is it you're afraid of? Take it and make it an advantage. How can you make it work for you? Contemplate your fear. Don't dismiss it. Think, why am I afraid? What is it that's keeping me from chasing my dreams? Why am I letting this impact me? What's going on? Contemplate. Think about it. Because it's real. You can't dismiss it. It is real. But it doesn't have to define you. It doesn't have to drive you. You can control it. Recognize the excuses. Oh, I can't do that because I'm not good enough. I can't do that because I'm too old to start a new job. I can't do that because, you know, that person's not going to like me. I don't have a good personality. What are your excuses? Instead of the negative, why not the positive? I'm going to go after it because that's what I want to do. Because I find something I love, like Kobe just said. I want to do something that I love to do because I'm going to be happier. Be around success. Success breeds success. So if you want to open a business, if you want to do something, be around successful people. Accept and learn from failure. Accept failure. You're going to suck. You're going to fail. Denzel Washington said that. You will suck. You will fail. A thousand times before the light bulb. Failure a thousand times, then the light bulb. 
failure a thousand times and then Kentucky Fried Chicken. You're one failure away from success. So accept it, learn from it. Everybody fails. Make goals. Make goals to be great. Don't let fear keep you from being the best you, achieving your best, taking your passion, making it happen. What are you going to miss out on? Regret that you didn't try? Regret that, oh, I should have done it? Sometimes it involves risk, and sometimes the risk might seem greater than the reward, but is it better to fail and have tried than to not have tried at all and live in our comfort zone? Change your mindset from the negative to the positive, from the no to the yes. I'm going to do this because I know I can. I have the talent. I have the ability. I have the personality. I have the drive for it. I have the love for it. Sure, there's going to be failure. Sure, there'll be mistakes. But in the end, it's going to be bliss, like jumping out of a plane. It's going to be bliss. Maximum danger, minimum fear. Believe in yourself. That's the biggest thing. You need to believe in yourself. Embrace who you are. Don't compare yourselves with others. We learned that last week. And most of all, take your passion and make it happen. I hope some of this uh, resonates with you as you're looking to overcome your fear, overcome the limitations that are keeping you from becoming the best you, from becoming or from letting yourself be great, as I like to say from keeping you from taking your passion and making it happen. You can uh, find me on social media. Uh, the show, Two Steps Ahead Instagram account is at Two Steps Ahead Podcast, T-W-O, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. There's a link in the bio. If you click the link, it'll take you to different options for places where you can listen to the show, like on SoundCloud and Spotify, basically on demand. You can also listen to Radio Warp. You can also find the YouTube channel. And then, of course, at Two Steps Head Podcast with the Instagram, I post the shows there as well. My personal Instagram is Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. You can find some other cool stuff there. Uh, some things that I do outside of this. Try to give you guys some cool, uh, engaging entertainment. So feel free to like me. Feel free to DM me. Talk to me there. You can also uh, email the show. At two steps ahead podcast at gmail.com. Two steps ahead podcast gmail.com. And also, uh, every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Pacific time. That's Los Angeles time. Anywhere around the world, you can hear us on radiowarp.com. Radiowarp, W A R P.com. And the cool thing is, we've got phone apps for iOS and Android. So if you go to your app store and just search Radio Warp app, app radio warp app it'll pop up download it take it on the go when the podcast isn't on i replay the podcast there's other programming plus there's music a lot of pop music but i think is pretty cool and then on friday nights there's an 80s night saturday night is a dance night and so radiowarp.com is uh is the website you can go there or you can get the app and download it but every tuesday night 10 p.m pacific time We're here live on RadioWarp.com. We appreciate you listening. Thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. Don't forget to take your passion. Make it happen. Let yourself be great. Be kind. And don't be an a-hole. We'll see you next time.